the impudence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall of those knuckleheads of liberty podcasters daring to voice opinions outside the mainstream of accepted thought. Listen, if you dare, it's angry, it's funny, it's even sometimes sad, but it's always based on freedom and justice, as you will see. Here's our host, Jason McPhee. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We are coming at you on September 19th, 2022. It always seems like we're just one day closer to the abyss, uh, the abyss with this Biden administration. But uh, fortunately, we have something uh, new to bring you today. Uh, we have uh, uh, Chase and Remington of the Tax Show, and they're going to tell us about their show today. But before we get into that, let me introduce you to our panel. In our upper left-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. Uh, he is a pilot in the state of California. In our lower left-hand corner, uh, we have Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. And my name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host. And in our upper right-hand corner, uh, as I mentioned before, we have Chase and Remington of the Tax Show. And so let's just jump right into it. So tell us about the Tax Show. What is the Tax Show about? So the Tax Show is a podcast that we do, which so is we started it because we were kind of getting fed up with how everybody's just butting heads all the time when it comes to politics. And we decided let's start a podcast where we can talk about how to improve people's conversations so that they can talk about politics. Now you hear the old adage, don't talk about religion or politics at the dinner table. And we say you should, you should just do it skillfully and in a way that strengthens your relationships instead of destroying them. So that's why we do it. We have guests on, we talk about liberty, we talk about communication, and we bring those two things together, and that's kind of our shtick, as it were. Well, no, that that certainly seems great. We, you know, we've had some other uh, guests along those lines. We've had like the Braver Angels, and um, I, I, I believe there was another group. I'm trying to think of them off the top of my head, but um, I mean that's sorely needed in these times. It just seems like uh, everybody is at each other's throats, and it's because of these echo chambers. So it's great that you guys seem to be kind of busting the echo chambers with your show. Then trying to, <laughs> trying to, doing our best. Part of busting the echo chamber involves uh, allowing people to voluntarily come on the show who disagree with each other, and that, that can get uh, tough sometimes. It seems like people have come to a position where they almost don't want to be seen next to someone who disagrees with them because they'll get canceled if they do. So do you guys actually have people on the show who, who you would say are not in line with the thinking of, of the liberty-minded? I mean, people We're, who are more authoritarian in their, in their thinking? Uh, yeah. We try to, yeah. So I, I don't think that they think that they're more authoritarian in their <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think very many people think that they're the authoritarian. But uh, one of the people that we had on that was actually a really uh, delightful conversation was the president of Brady, the anti-gun uh, lobby in yeah. D.C., uh, Chris Brown. And that was a really interesting conversation. We were able to talk about a lot of the things we agree on as well as some of the things we disagree on. And... We, we, I mean, I feel like I could call her today and just see how she's doing. You know, it wasn't any kind of nasty, like, nah, you're stupid, nah, you're stupid. You know, like, uh, like, we, well, like we see on the Facebooks. Yeah, it, it went well enough that they invited us on their show and we continued the conversation with, uh, with their podcast host that they have over there. So it was, uh, I mean, that was good. We, uh, we were able to at least model some amount of good conversation with people who I think we would classify as more on the authoritarian side of things. All right. Hmm. All right. 
That's good. You know, when I first met you guys, or at least I I, I first bumped into Chase, and that was at Freedom Fest. And so that was, uh, uh, it happened back in July of this summer. And uh, that was in Las Vegas. And, um, you know, Freedom Fest was definitely mostly libertarians, I guess, or a libertarian oriented conference, I guess. Um, So are you guys, is your show sort of, more focused uh, on the liberty perspective is that is that sort of how you guys come at at your guests or or do you guys just like uh, generally want to reach out to everybody that's a great question and it's kind of morphed over the over the course of our podcast we've been doing this for year and three quarters something like that we started in january of 2021 and uh it first started, it was kind of people who we could reach out to and who would come on the show. After that, we ended up uh, being invited to uh, by Yeonmi Park, who's uh, an escaped girl from North Korea. We ended up being invited by her to the Oslo Freedom Forum down in Miami last year. So we went to that and uh, ended up talking to all sorts of uh, dissidents and activists against tyrant nations. And then from there, actually at a party at our second Oslo Freedom Forum, we were invited to go down to uh, to Freedom Fest. And so we've slowly moved over towards Liberty because those are the people who we've been able to uh, run into in our our travels, so to speak. Yeah, it's been actually those two things, like really teaching about and talking about Liberty and the importance of Liberty, coupled with like the uh, bringing people together and kind of having a unifying message and, and seeking understanding. Those have been kind of two tension points that we kind of pull on to, to figure out where it goes. And it, and it sometimes goes one way more than the other where it's like, all right, let's focus on communication and understanding. And sometimes it's like, look, if we don't hammer out this point on freedom, we're not going to have freedom anymore. And so we go between those because that's really the balance that you need in order to have freedom, you need to be able to communicate the ideas effectively and you need to be able to have people on your side. Otherwise you can be the most freedom loving person in the world. But if you are surrounded by tyrants, you're really not free at all. Indeed. Yeah. So when you guys started off, you didn't, you did, you did not start off with the, or with the intent of having a, a, a liberty oriented show or you, you just started off something general. What, what, when you started so initially, off? when we started, it was actually uh, kind of second amendment focused. Uh, oh, okay. We started okay. talking about, gun rights and right. uh we had a lot of guests on who were kind of in that sphere uh teachers from the 2a community like who focused on women or competitive shooters uh there's the veteran organization heroes haven their founder these guys um, yeah uh so we started out a lot in the second amendment uh space but uh shifted more towards general liberty fairly quickly uh, we found that was that was more of our uh more of what we're passionate about. Well, so we love guns and, and we love, uh, we think the second amendment is really important, but the thing is you can't talk about the second amendment without talking about freedom altogether and yes. what to do about it. Because the second amendment is like a fallback. Like our, our first line of defense should be our words, yes. you know, but I think uh, one of the things that I'm kind of bothered with, with a lot of shows is they're like, Oh, we got to fight. We got to, you know, like come and take my guns, like fight me. Like, we'll, you know, let's just see how this ends up, you know? And I'm just like, dude, we got to stop talking like that. I mean, if it gets to that, it gets to that. Sure. But we got to stop talking like that right now. You know, we're not there yet. We're at the point where it's time to change minds. It's time to change our own minds sometimes. And it's time to change other people's minds. You know, and I feel like with this podcast, I've learned so much, you know, I might express an opinion 
like we did a Little Mermaid oh, uh, reaction video oh, uh, to oh. the new Little Mermaid trailer. <laughs> and we got all kinds of feedback on that. Uh, we've been, never been called racist so many times in our lives. It was, it was about hourly for about a week there. I was called a racist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, we also, it wasn't just like, oh, look at these people, like dumb people saying dumb things. It was, look at these different people saying different things. And we were able to reevaluate what we think, maybe kind of learn how to articulate our own words better. And then, uh, I don't know, it's just we're learning a lot. I feel like this is more our learning than anyone else's, you know, sure. which is cool. Hmm. Yeah, you know, that is something nowadays that it just seems like there's no charity and meaning. Everybody just assumes that, you know, they, it's, it's almost like they're looking for uh, to pull the worst possible meaning out of whatever you're saying so that they can conveniently attack you at that point and <laughs> look heroic doing it. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, uh, it, is very, it is very common these days that if you disagree with someone, you're racist, you're sexist, you're homophobic, you're transphobic, and every other bad name they can find to cast upon you. That's, that is what it is these days. So, you know, it's, um, I'm not surprised to hear that you've been called a racist, you know? Uh, yeah, well, there, I there think... are a few other names that they call me too. So, uh, <laughs> just, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm sh- being on public radio, you probably uh, hear things like that all the time. There's a, uh, I guess what it comes down to is I think it's a lack of trust for the most part between, uh, between the two sides as they see it in this culture war where, if you espouse an opinion that is of one side, the other side is going to completely mistrust everything you've ever said and everything you're ever going to say because you disagreed with them once. We can't trust you ever again. And I think that lack of trust is really what's causing a lot of this friction uh, where in order to have a good dialogue with someone, a good conversation that can actually move forward, you have to have some level of trust that the person you're talking to will accept your opinion and not try to make the worst of it. And people don't trust each other at all because there's no trust. They assume the worst. And it just spirals out of control. Mm. Could, could it know, be a synopsis? That. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, could it be a synopsis to say that, that one of your main focused uh, goals is to defuse the current situation of, of this kind of distrust uh, that's going on? Yeah. Yeah, I think you could say that. There's a, So we're putting out a Freedom School, I believe this week, uh, that I recorded that talks about the second amendment and how you might disagree with someone. Uh, and I don't propose we need the second amendment. It's the freest. Here's how you should think about it. The way I proposed it is look, I want you people to look at how someone who's in a different place than you could think differently and why they might not be nuts for thinking that we should have more guns or why we should have fewer guns. And it, I do my best. I have my biases that definitely come through, but I think we try to do our best to at least understand and try to put forth the other side's opinion, whether we agree with it or not. At times uh, we play devil's advocate and try to put forth the strongest defense for an opinion that we disagree with that we can, but we really try to make sure that people can be understood. uh, I think first and foremost. It's it's interesting, you know, you guys have talked a, a little bit about the Second Amendment, and one of the things we try and ask our guests as they come on, because it's not intuitive in this world of, you know, government monopolized public schools, how people come to liberty is essentially uh, almost everybody goes through these, uh, you know, government schools, and you're, the, the real focus in those schools is about how solutions can be done at the ballot box and through the state and not so much the market. Um, and so it, it's interesting to hear how people somehow get red pilled and how, how were you guys, how did you guys come to Liberty? Was it through second amendment issues or was it some other route? So for me, 
Uh, actually, Chase and I both grew up in a church that's very focused on liberty. Um, like that, we we not only talk about like growing up, we were not only told the Constitution is great, but that it's almost sacred, or that it is sacred, and that's super super special, right? And uh, and that was kind of how we brought up. I, my family was like kind of classic conservative Republican, and uh, then. One day, my cousin, I had just gotten back from volunteering overseas for a couple of years. And my cousin said, hey, I want you to come learn some stuff with me like that I've been learning. And I think you're going to find it interesting. And he started teaching me about kind of libertarian ideals and kind of pointing out some of the hypocrisy between like the, the two main parties and what they say they stand for versus the policies they actually enact. And I ended up that year becoming a delegate in the Republican party supporting Ron Paul in two, that was 2012. And so uh, he didn't end up becoming the, the primary candidate for the Republican party, but uh, you know, I tried anyways, but that's where I really started to dig into it a little bit. I was probably 22, uh, started to dig into it a little bit and really see like, how do we apply principles universally across the board? You know, we talk about like everybody talks about how bad violence is. Everybody, right? So Democrat, Republican, Green Party, doesn't matter. You talk about how bad violence is. Nobody's into violence until they want to make a policy, which they support through violence. But libertarianism, or like, you know, we could say big L libertarianism, is about doing things, creative problem solving without the use of violence. And it was there where I was like, hey, you know what? Like we can we can start to drop down to our base principles and start to apply those across the board in a more, not effective, but a more like, real way, you know, like that authentic way where it's not just, Hey, this is uh, we think this is bad, but in order to make change, we have to do it, this other bad thing to make it work. And I just, you know, I felt like a lot more authentic to myself as I've tried to walk that path. And so that's kind of where we started. And so this Chase and I actually ran a, a, a business that uh, we had another friend who introduced us to, and it felt very inauthentic. It was a political business that was just, we just, it wasn't us. And we we're like, you know what, let's do a podcast where we actually talk about the things we believe in. And we actually try to make the world better, not by trying to spark controversy, though we do like our fair share of controversy because it, you know, <laughs> you can't get away from it, yeah. but to, to share ideas about how to make the world better through freedom, because freedom isn't just like this cool idea, like, yeah, freedom. It's the foundation upon creative, like where creativity can thrive and where we can yes. all thrive. Yes. When he says words like authentic, uh, which is the opposite of our uh, oft uh, mentioned H word, which I will not mention, uh, because uh, I don't want to, you know, mention it because we mention it so often. But uh, yeah, that's uh, authenticism uh, or being authentic is is the opposite of being this H word. Does the tech team know what word I'm referring to that I don't want to say? I think I said that word just about a minute ago. It's got three <laughs> syllables if you're in the audience and it, it ends in it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jesus said that word a few times. In the, in the <laughs> yeah, Tim, 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 and I have a 
have had, have an agreement not to use the word on the show anymore because we use it so often. We, we, have, we, have, abused, we have abused it so often. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Remington, we heard about your journey to, to uh, Liberty. What about you, Chase? Uh, uh, did uh, Is it a little different for you or, or were you is sort of Second Amendment and liberty-minded friends? That's actually a good question. I, I think until a couple of years ago, I was pretty agnostic towards the Second Amendment. I didn't have any firearms myself. So it wasn't that path. What really got me started is like Remington said, we were in a, we were in a religion that we were born into that, uh, that really accentuates the role of liberty and the freedom of people's choice, freedom of choice and the ability for people to choose what path they want to go down. But uh, I think what really did it for me was learning about business and markets first, and then kind of moving from there into politics where it was the government is in my way all the time. Yes. And then moving from business over into politics was like, Oh, I see. There are people who don't want the government in my way all the time in my business dealings. I see. I like those people. <laughs> that was kind of where I went. I think you could classify me uh, less as a libertarian, more like where Mike Lee is right on the border, kind of libertarian conservative. I'm right in that area. Uh, but I've been, more and more pulled towards the libertarian side the more I've done this podcast. <laughs> and and for well, you know, um, you, well, you well, know, I was just going to say for our listeners, Mike Lee, that's the senator. Is he the senator from Utah? One yeah, of the he senators? is. Yeah, he's okay, actually yes. like yes. a neighbor of mine. He lives within like three, four minutes of me. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. he was very, very close. <laughs> you know, Chase, you just said you you're on the border between libertarianism and um and um and conservatism. I I find myself right there. As a matter of fact. I refer to myself as a conservatarian because I am. <laughs> some there are some conservative principles that I cannot give up and I will not give up, and yeah. there are some libertarian principles that I hold there. So, um, yeah. so it, I'm I'm kind of like you, you know. But you know, yeah, that's where I find myself. I like tradition. I like uh, a good set of morals. I think it's important towards a nation, but yes. at the same time. I do think it's important that everyone has the freedoms to choose or not choose those morals. So it's uh, there you go. Right, to, right to, to, totally with you on that one. Totally. Like, yes. Yeah. Like I tell my uh, to my to my liberal friends, I'm conservative, and to my conservative friends, I'm liberal. You know, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. but I, I just think I'm free to do whatever I want. You know, <laughs> free to choose always and forever. I'm with that. That's right. <laughs> well, you, you know, it's it's great. It sounds like you guys are are doing a lot to spread ideas of liberties through your shows, especially talking to people. In outside of sort of the the liberty echo chamber, I guess you might call it. But um, uh, but uh, I, I guess w w are are there kind of any sort of milestones of sort of success you guys have marked? I mean, are, are you guys growing well? Uh, you guys like hit certain guests that are just sort of like plateaus that you guys feel like you you really uh, you know hit something. So one of the things that we tell ourselves kind of behind the scenes is we think of ourselves as not just a podcast, but the hub, like the hub for people to get together from kind of different places. Right. And to be able to kind of find that not necessarily compromise, but maybe common ground or understanding. Right. And one of the biggest successes that we actually had with the podcast, we would say is off screen, which was, we call it brokered a meeting, if you will, uh, between Brady right? Uh, the gun organization, the anti-gun organization and walk the talk America, 
who is a guns and mental health uh, education organization. And we had a conversation together, uh, the three parties, and got to talk about those different things and where people agree and, and all that. I wish it had been, uh, I wish we had the cameras rolling when we did it, but it was just so much more, it was just so meaningful because it wasn't just about like, oh, cool, we got, got this show has great ratings. Oh, look, we got all these thumbs ups. It was, it was actually bringing people together that probably wouldn't have the chance to do that or maybe be willing to do that or, or find the opportunity and actually have those conversations. It felt, for, for lack of a better word and, and to maybe at the risk of sounding uh, like I have delusions of grandeur, it felt monumental. Like it felt like a, like a key movement in the Liberty, in the Liberty movement, but it was all behind the scenes. Uh, so, you know, uh, we like to think that our, our side, the Liberty based side is, um, you know, pure as the wind driven snow and that we're the ones that want to bring, uh, people with differing opinions uh, into, uh, our presence so that we can discuss this uh, like adults and 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 so on and um so you guys have have based your podcast around that basic uh premise of of bringing people of all persuasions together and <clears throat> discussing um and find common ground and discuss uncommon ground and so on so um <clears throat> but because we're pure as wind-driven snow, we, we tend, at least I do, uh, maybe I, I shouldn't spread that out there to everyone else, but I tend to think that the other side is, is not doing this, is not doing the same thing. In other words, they're, they just want to stay in their echo chamber and not talk to anyone, not bring anyone in and confront them with their ideas. And of course, uh, because I'm so intelligent and pure as well, both both things smarter than the average bear and and also um holier than thou um i'm thinking that uh, it's because their their ideas cannot stand the light of day so with that kind of prejudice um, um brought out there you guys have given an example of the brady group where they reciprocated and brought you into their world, their echo chamber, and then you had a discussion. Is there, and then I think you just gave another example just now of that same thing. Is there other um, uh, left style, more authoritarian uh, leaning groups that have in the past brought and may not have been you guys, but it could have been someone else, liberty-based people in to discuss issues. Can you think of any others that are similar to that, to, to what your experience has been with those in those two cases that you, you've discussed so far? I think Dave Rubin is probably like the most like blatant example. He wasn't always, you know, like the champion of liberty. Mm. And I think it was ah. the fact that he brought so many different people on that that and Joe Rogan too. It's the same thing, right? Like they, they weren't, they weren't, we look at them now and we're like, Oh, those guys are libertarians, but that wasn't, that wasn't always that way. Right. They, they brought uh -huh. lots of different people and they continue to bring lots of different people on 
uh, and yeah. they learn, which is really cool because when you watch a, a host of a show and you see like, oh, they just learned something, then you learn like even more. You know, it's the, the learning is yeah. model plus the thing that is being learned just sinks right in. You know, when you're watching a show and people are like, oh, I'm right. And these people are so dumb all the time. Like, you don't really learn anything. You just kind of get a little more like falsely arrogant in your opinion, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think um, I think Glenn Glenn Greenwald will also fall into that category. Oh, yes, I mean, he, sure, he yeah. is a known leftist, but boy, he's a guy who has really been open-minded about the issues of liberty. He really have been. Oh yeah, yeah and what's the name of that guy that that's very popular on the left, and and he's been coming out and saying, "Hey, you you know, you people on the left." Are gone. About Bill Bill Ma. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, I was gonna say yes, so far. Sure. Yeah, yeah, one who's uh, who's not been so. Uh, congenial so to speak uh but is uh is bringing people from the other side in to talk to him roughly is uh is bosh he's a he's a semi-popular twitch streamer who and he's from the left he'll bring people in to talk to them but it's it's not very cordial when he brings them in to talk to them but he does bring them in. well hey at least he's bringing them in you know yeah that's true that's true that that's that's a step in the right direction And, and i applaud you you guys for doing the same thing uh, so that, 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 you know, I mean, it, it's tough out there to, and some people you just can't, will never, will never be convinced uh, no matter what you do. But, uh, I, I think it's great at least to give it a shot, you know, and, and that's awesome what you guys are doing. Well, we're starting you know, to get, um, go, go ahead, go ahead, Jason. Well, I was just going to say, we're starting to get close to the end of the show. And I, I wanted to ask you guys real quick too, uh, are, are, are there any challenges you guys are facing as well, you know, with uh, your growth and, you know, maybe people pushing back on you, uh, you know, with your open-mindedness or liberty? <laughs> uh, the, the hardest pushback is always big tech, right? Uh, yeah, a, by far. Big tech has a bias and fingers crossed this ruling that just happened in Texas last week uh, holds so that big tech won't be able to push one side political viewpoint over the other anymore. But uh mm-hmm. Essentially, big tech is, is the biggest obstacle. Anyone who disagrees from the narrative or says naughty words uh, doesn't deserve to speak, I guess, in their eyes. And so getting we've we have very obvious shadow banning from certain uh, big tech and less obvious, but possibly their shadow banning from the others. Yeah, I'm not saying it's Facebook and Instagram. I'm not saying that. I wouldn't say, like that. I wouldn't say YouTube maybe does it, too, but I definitely wouldn't say Facebook and Instagram do it. For sure. Yeah, yeah. So I'd never say that. We've we've definitely experienced it. We know it's there. I mean, it's it's kind of the open secret that shadow banning exists, and so that's that's the biggest obstacle in growth is uh, getting through the the big tech veil. I highly recommend to everyone who ever brings anything up is to get into alt tech, look into Rumble, look into Truth Social, look into Minds, look into all these other big uh, or smaller platforms that aren't so biased. Hmm. Well, you know, as we're getting close to the end of the show, James, maybe you could bring the visual back up because I just wanted people to be able to see where to uh, reach them. They have a web page uh, here that uh, uh, called uh, tacconversations.locals.com. And uh, they also have a YouTube page as well that will help connect you. Uh, did you guys have any sort of parting thoughts for the audience that you wanted to leave everybody with? Because it's just been a great conversation. I think people would really love to connect with your show if they haven't. I, yeah, please. And uh, you can actually get to our, our first website by just going to thetaxshow.com and it'll redirect right there. Um, final thoughts for people is the thing that we need to remember is we're all 
humans, whether we're Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Green Party, whatever. We're all human beings and we can understand each other better. And understanding and validating people is not the same as condoning or agreeing. And if we can understand people and be kind, we will be able to solve problems a whole lot better than if we just spend all our time fighting. Awesome. Well, that's a great message to leave everything on. And uh, for our viewers, uh, we plan to have one more conversation with them, sort of general topics. So uh, you can catch that podcast later as well. Uh, Thanks so much for joining us. And until the next time, stay free. Yes, indeed. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Always. Thank you for listening to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast.